Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, November 17th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold is on track for its second straight weekly gain. As I record this, gold is trading at 1283.30, silver is at 1716, and the silver gold ratio stands at 74.97. Gold was up 3% in the third quarter. It was up more significantly early in the quarter on geopolitical safe haven buying, but then fell off later in the quarter due to headwinds from dollar strength, anticipation of another Fed rate cut in December, and bullishness about the GOP tax plan. Since then, gold has been trading in a narrow range between its 100-day and 200-day moving averages for nearly four weeks. Most eyes have been focused on the stock market. It just keeps going up and up. Peter Schiff did an interview on the street last week and summed it up perfectly. The bubble keeps getting bigger. It's a strange phenomenon, especially if your political leanings tilt to the right. Before the election, everybody was talking about the stock market being a bubble. You probably remember candidate Trump calling it a big, fat, ugly bubble. But now everybody's acting like it's a sign of some kind of economic miracle. As Peter said, Trump was right then. He's wrong now because he denies it's a bubble. He's president now, so it's his bubble. He'd rather it be thought of as a bull market. In his interview on The Street, Peter called today's U.S. stock market valuations extreme. He also called investor complacency extreme. They're willing to pay very high prices and have very little worry that the stock market is going to go down. People have very short memories. We've had two major 50% declines in the stock market this century, since 2000. So we've had the market cut in half twice, and it could easily happen again. Yet nobody seems concerned. So what accounts for this complacency? Why aren't investors considering the possibility that the stock market could once again come crashing down? Here's what Peter said. Quote, I think one of the reasons is because the last two times the market went down, the Fed was able to bail out investors who bet on one bubble by inflating a bigger one. So a lot of investors may have been conditioned to believe that even if the market implodes, if they hold on, they'll get their money back. Now, you know, the third time may not be the charm, end quote. Now, if you followed Peter closely at all, you've heard him pounding on this theme over and over again. It's easy to blow Peter and other like-minded economists off as a bunch of contrarians who are always saying the sky is falling. But here's the thing. All of the investors know this is a great big bubble, too. They just keep buying stocks anyway. Bank of America recently called it irrational exuberance. The latest fund manager survey by Bank of America Merrill Lynch found that a record 48% of investors say the U.S. stock market is overvalued. Meanwhile, 16% of investors say they are taking on above normal risk. That's also a record, eclipsing risk-taking during both the dot-com and housing bubbles. Cash positions fell to 4.4% from 4.7% in October. That marks the lowest level since October 2013 and falls below the 10-year average of 4.5%. Bank of America Chief Investment Strategist Michael Hartnett said the record number of investors calling equities overvalued combined with simultaneously falling cash positions is, quote, an indicator of irrational exuberance. Here's what he said. Icarus is flying ever closer to the sun, and investors' risk-taking has hit an all-time high. 
Zero Hedge put it in less metaphorical terms. Quote, while investors intimately realize how bubbly assets have become, they have no choice but to buy them, end quote. Bloomberg said the results of the survey highlight the dilemma faced by investors in an era where central bank stimulus has flooded the market with liquidity and suppressed returns from less risky assets like bonds. So these are the ultimate mainstream guys saying exactly what Peter and others have been saying. In this odd juxtaposition of seemingly contradictory points of view, investors realize the market is overvalued, but at the same time, they believe it will continue to go up. According to the survey, 56% of the money managers project a Goldilocks economic backdrop of steady expansion with tempered inflation. This is exactly what Peter meant when he talked about extreme investor complacency. It's a mindset of what is always shall be. Of course, we all know that's not true. In an economy ruled by central planning and interventionist monetary policy, things always cycle down. Bubbles pop. Zero Hedge put it in pretty stark terms. So if this is an irrationally exuberant bubble, the next step is clear. Only the timing is uncertain. In other news, Thomson Reuters released its GFMS Gold Survey 2017 Q3 update and outlook this week. The demand numbers mirrored those released by the World Gold Council last week. Physical demand was up 7% year-on-year at 900 tons, according to Thomson Reuters. But that still marked the lowest level for a quarter this year. Of more interest, the report forecasts the price of gold to push back over 1300 and then continue to rise above 1400 through the next year, primarily driven by overvalued stock markets. Where have we heard that theme before? As you probably recall, the market was above 1300 briefly late in August and in early September, but fell back relatively quickly. Thomson Reuters analysts say the initial push above 1300 was an overextension of the price at the time, and they call the drop back below that level a healthy correction for the price that has formed a base for a more sustainable move above 1300 later this year. The report calls for gold to rise still further in 2018 as it averages 1360 and hits a 2018 peak near 1450. Thomson Reuters said the growing risk inherent in key global equity markets is crucial to gold's bullish future. Quote, even if this doesn't lead to a marked correction, we believe the growing risk will spur some investors to make or increase their allocation in gold rather than being caught too heavily in an equity-fueled basket, end quote. In other words, even if the bubble doesn't burst, leading to a precipitous crash, analysts at Thomson Reuters expect investors to begin to diversify and buy gold as they hedge against the inevitable downturn. The world's silver market may be on the verge of a major supply crunch. Two-thirds of top silver miners have suffered significant production decreases in 2017, according to information released by World Metal Statistics. Through the first eight months of this year, silver production in Chile has dropped 20%, Australian production has fallen by 19%, silver production in Mexico is down 2%, Peru has seen a 1% production decline, and China has had the biggest drop in mine output, according to the report, falling by a whopping 25%. 
There are a number of factors putting the squeeze on silver mine output, including political issues, strikes, and falling ore grade. Of these factors, the degradation of ore is the biggest long-term concern. For example, output at Silver Standards Puna operations in Argentina fell by 3.2 million ounces due to a 36% decline in ore grade at its open pit mine. In simple terms, this means the easy-to-reach high-grade ore is rapidly being dug up. The silver left is going to be more expensive and more difficult to mine. SR Scrocco sees the potential for a 40 to 50 million ounce production decline in 2017 alone. After surging in August and September, inflows of gold into gold-backed ETFs flattened, but remained in positive territory in October. Global-backed ETF funds added 3.3 tons of gold last month, as inflows into European funds offset outflows in North America, according to the latest report by the World Gold Council. The Texas Bullion Depository took another step closer to becoming operational earlier this month when officials announced the location of the new facility. The creation of a state bullion depository in Texas represents a power shift away from the federal government to the state, and it provides a blueprint that could ultimately end the Federal Reserve's monopoly on money. The facility will not only provide a secure place for individuals, businesses, cities, counties, government agencies, and even other countries to store gold and other precious metals, the law also creates a mechanism to facilitate the everyday use of gold and silver in business transactions. In short, a person will be able to deposit gold or silver in the depository and pay other people through electronic means or checks in sound money. If you've never thought about investing in precious metals, now is the time. Call 1-888-GOLD-160 today and talk to one of Shift Gold's precious metal specialists. They can help you get started today. There are several other stories you'll want to check out on the Shift Gold website this week, including some analysis of the national debt and some counterintuitive information about what the price of gold might do after a Federal Reserve rate hike. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes for free. There's a link on the show notes page. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.